if you want to know little known facts about me, if you don't want to know, I'm going to tell you what. I uh, am a fan of crime shows. Crime shows are pop shows. You know, like that. Uh, I really enjoy CSI. You know, if you get all that crime stuff, and some of them used to be lost. And it just gives you a bit. It takes about a month to run DNA when you have it in the lab. Not five minutes. So now we're really confused. I don't think so. It's not happening. Uh, but I want to watch the FBI. All, all the versions, Miami, New York, you know, all, all, all those. Uh, all the things she had in it. For those of you who don't have time to go, I want to move on. Those people are sick. But I want to move on. We're going to turn to our next show, Dwight Farnborough. There's one more question. Uh, is that who wrote the movie? I love that. I love that. Yeah. Some of you don't know there was a Hawaii Five-0 a long time ago. And I really, I, I still watch Hawaii Five-0, but I really miss that book, you know. I really miss that one. Just thank you. But I'll see you later. Of being a If you don't know, study 
silver doctor and the nurse takes her blood pressure and tells us, well, you know, you're only about 100 points over normal. What do you have in that stroke? Oh, what do we do about this? Yeah. When I was 18 or 19, I was full time in college, full time. Because I didn't need sleep. That's what I thought. I knew if I had three hours a night, it was enough. Three hours a night, it was enough. Three hours a night, it was enough. One day, on the way to school from work, working the night shift, I fell asleep in the wheel. The amazing thing is, the thing I think the word for it is, I'm going to think about this. I have no memory of traveling over four blocks on a busy street, including two stoplights. And then the next thing I remember is the sound of clinking metal and the sound of a steering wheel in a street from the road. And then a parked car. Poor boy. I just think it's a wheel. I went on down the road. I was on my way to school. I was on the road. 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 By that. But I was asleep at the wheel. You didn't even realize it. Now, I really need to rework this question, but I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever dreamed and then woke up? Did you know, dream that you were awake and then woke up confused? And don't you dream that you were awake? All of you, who knew that you were dreaming that you were asleep? You were dreaming, and then you went back, and all of a sudden you're going, How did I get here? What's going on? Okay, give me that Robert back there, and then see him for a little bit. I was on the show last night, I just forget that. How did I get here? You woke up from a dream. Totally confused. But where we were, how we got there. A long time ago, back in the 70s, 1970, you know, that was a long time ago for many of you. Keith uh, Green was a songwriter. He, he wrote about his relationship with Jesus, I guess, which is what we're doing. He was like a fluid dreamer, trying to build a highway to the sky. All our hopes would come tumbling down, and I never knew just why. The first day, when you pulled away the clouds, the whole white curtain came around. Well, I've been blind all these years, and I thought I was alive, but then you took me by surprise. All my life, I've been searching for that crazy, missing part. It was one part that rolled away the stone. Oh my heart. And now I see that the answer was the beauty thing. I took it out of you. And I am so sure I could never doubt your spiritual touch and goodness. Just like the power of the world. 
like waking up from the longest dream. How real it seems to show your love your truth. I've been lost in the face. Show your love. I'm going to be able to do this place. I'm going to be able to do this place. I'm going to be able to do this place. I'm going to be able to do this place. I'm going to be able to do this place. I'm going to be able to do this place. I'm going to be we're in Michigan. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, it happens really, but he wasn't in Michigan when it happened. And you know, I can see you in Alaska. Yeah, I know I was in Michigan. We're going to tell you a story about a reminder of a story about a guy who was awakened and walked out of bed by earthquake. It's probably years ago, probably a long time ago. Paul and Silas were in a town called Philippi, and they were doing what they always did, and they made people mad. And a mob took the form, and the city officials stripped them, and beat them with wood rods, and took them to jail, and told the jailers, and they said, These guys don't let these guys escape. These are dangerous criminals. So he took them in the inner dungeon. And put them in the feet of stock. How many of you remember what stock are from the history of stock? The big wood beams with little holes that down over your ankle and nailed it to the floor, literally. Came into the floor. You just did things to get up, your legs would be like this. You ain't going nowhere fast. Right? Alright, so they put them in stock because he put them in there. Around midnight, this is one of the things that I always found interesting. Around midnight, it depends on everybody who's a night owl. I just want to point out the parents all the time from night owl. Around midnight, all the time was we're praying the same things to God, and the other scriptures were listening because, well, what else are we going to do? It's just not like they get up and leave. So, suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was set into its foundations. All the doors flew open. And every prisoner, their chains fell off of them. And the jailer woke up. And he sees all the doors open. He hears the chains just kind of fall. Because I'm sure he woke up after the earthquake started. Not like, oh, what was that? Okay, you can. And here's the chains falling off the prisoners, so he's truly escaping, and he knows that soon as his boss finds out that any of his prisoners are gone, he's going to die. So he just figures he'll do the report. So he grabs the sword, he's going to stab himself, kill himself. And Paul goes back and says, Stop, don't kill yourself, we're all here. So I'll tell you the miracle. Not a single prisoner made a run for it. So he goes back to life and he runs into the dungeon and falls down suddenly in front of all the fellows and he says to them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
a day of life, live for the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. You will call out the whole thing. Now, it seems to me that there are three things that work together to bring that daily to your feet. The first was the Holy Spirit led Paul and Paul in the Philippi. That's a whole story in itself. That's a wild story. We'll share that one. We'll save that for another time. So the Spirit led Paul and Paul to Philippi. And the second thing is the Holy Spirit encouraged Paul and Paul to sing and pray in the dungeon. Singing and praying in the dungeon. Well, praying in the dungeon is one thing. But singing and praying in the dungeon is completely different. The Holy Spirit encouraged them to sing songs of praise and honor to God, Jesus, for all that He was doing in their lives. And then the third thing is the Spirit took the dealer out of the dead. Stopped this world, literally. In my imagination, it didn't work like this if you were flop on the floor. That's just my imagination. And it's just no wonder that he wanted to know that God, that Paul and Silas served. He said, sing and pray, and then boom! There's an earthquake that takes up everything, and not a single one of my prisoners ran away. Oh, by the way, you're Paul Harvey. Did that see the story? The jailer and everybody else in his family and everybody in his household committed themselves to following Jesus that day. You have to see what that happened. They experienced the Holy Spirit's love. It's led by another songwriter, John Mark McGillan, in his song, How He Loves. He says, we are his portrait. We, he is our cross. Drawn to redemption by the grace of his God. If his grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Ourselves, we are helplessly and hopelessly 
good friend, a family member, or do you love me? I think I'm asking you, why do I agree? I don't know. But the future beats the alternative. What is this? This right that the Spirit gives, regardless of what a person does or who they are, we call it the big theological term is prevenient grace or preventing grace. It's the grace that goes before. It is the Holy Spirit's love reaching out to us first. Not waiting for us to figure out that we've got a problem, coming to us. It's the grace of God that always takes the first step, always takes the initiative. The Holy Spirit pursuing all people, showering them with Jesus' love and guiding them home to the heart of the Father, even if they're not aware of it. You know, the inner urge we talked about earlier, the inner urge to be good and kind and loving. Left to yourself, it wouldn't be there. That urge is the Holy Spirit. So, one of the things we can do is really to thank the Holy Spirit for working in all seven billion people in this world. But frankly, if we were all left to ourselves, we'd be the children. We'd be killing each other. I want your stuff. Get out of my way. If you don't get out of my way, I'll push you out of Holy Spirit is urging us all to be what God created us to be, to love what He created us to love. He's inviting us. It's the Holy Spirit who's pursuing all people, whether they're aware of it or not. A cancer survivor who survived cancer, but also understood this concept that the Spirit's love reaching out to wake us up is like the CT scan. There was no sufficient malignancy in the soul. It says you're searching for the physician, the only physician that can heal you. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Paul writes there and says, Everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it says, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, Christ will shine on you. Who needs to wake up? Everyone needs to wake up. Drug dealers and crime bosses and serial killers need to wake up. Nice people going to church need to wake up. Good Americans who believe in God but don't need God need to wake up. And you find a person in this world who doesn't need to wake up to the reality that we are lost and hopelessly and helplessly disconnected from the God who loves us. 
second question, are you awake? Has the Spirit rocked your world and, and, and knocked you out of your sleepiness and the place where you actually know how sick you are? Or, or are you just comfortable and unaware of the spiritual disease that's raging through your head? Up all hope, that would be very much about. Or are you clinging to Jesus and choose your only hope? You know it. Okay, this is personal. Don't raise your hand on this one. But are you arguing in your head with me? Are you, are you arguing with the statement that you need to wake up? Are you doing any story? Everything is okay. You're clean. Or are you fully aware that you've been sleeping for Well, everybody needs to wake up. And if you do wake up, from the God who loves you and created you to be in a relationship with him and that relationship is good. If you wake up to that, what? Third question, what hope do you have? All the hope is yours. All the hope is yours. You know, the Holy Spirit wakes you up to how desperate your situation is. You know, you don't. You just walk away and go, yeah, I hope you figure that out. No! You will also pledge you at the same time as us. We all feel this infinite love. Just like God said, God bless you in this song. Is there any grace? Is there any mercy left for me? And my Savior stands and shows his wings and his hands and says, I'm welcome and I feel his love. I know. The amazing thing about the Lord God He makes it up to absolute terror and love at the same moment. But we recognize we are the soul of the God. I am God. Now, I have no way of getting this thing out of it. I figured out this, and I know how it's going to change, and I don't know how I'm going to fix it. And at the very same moment, we know there's nobody who loves me more than you. There's nobody who can do more for you and wants to do more for you than Jesus. And I don't want to be able to help us and to help us except for the fact that I have the king of the universe to help me and give me hope. It may take you a while since I've paraphrased it. It may take you a while to figure out how strong I'm paraphrasing, but that's okay. Before you spoke a word, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, was singing over you. Before you took a breath, 
the Spirit breathed the world of believers. The overwhelming, never-ending love of God pushes you to action. Try to control yourself. You couldn't earn it, and you don't deserve it. And if you think you can earn it, and you think you can deserve it, you're still asleep. You don't deserve it. And Jesus gave everything to you. When you were God's enemy, the Spirit's love fought for you. When you felt like you had absolutely no worth, Jesus gave it all for you. And it looked like no shadow, the Spirit didn't light up, no mountain he didn't climb up, coming after you. There was no wall he didn't get down. There was no lie the Spirit won't tear down to bring you back into God's family and give you the life and the relationship with Him that you were created to enjoy. You don't know. You could never earn Jesus' love. And you still think you deserve God's grace. But it's high time for you to wake up. The Holy Spirit's love is reaching out to you right here, right now. It's not an accident that you're here. It's not an accident that I'm preaching this service. God put you here on purpose. You're here on purpose. He's speaking to you. His love is reaching out to you, and you need to say yes to this invitation and ask Him to do in you and for you and through you only the things that He can do. We're going to sing a prayer this morning. But ask the Spirit to work without restriction in our lives. He's totally free to work in us. You are welcome to stand and sing where you are or even in the You may want to come and stand or kneel here in front. You may want to pray. Whatever you want to do is fine. And let's ask the Spirit to work with you. Holy Spirit, wake us up.